Welcome to Space to Floor NBA Podcast. My name is Connor Geelan. And I'm Connor Flannery. This is our 18th official episode. There is a seven and a half game difference between the first seeded Nuggets and the 14th seeded Timberwolves in the Western Conference. It just, it's so tight. I, I, w- I want to talk yeah. about this. We're going to focus on mainly this, and I guess we'll get into the Eastern Conference too mm-hmm. if you want. Yeah. I mean, 30, it, 30 games in, this is a serious playoff race, yeah, right? Every team has played at least 29 to 33 games, I believe. Yeah. And, yeah, especially in the West, we have the top three teams are separated by a game. The uh, the 11th-seeded Kings are 5.5 games back mm-hmm. of first place. And, yeah. obviously, like, this isn't going to how. This isn't how it's going to be for the rest of the season because it's only mm-hmm. thirty games in. Yeah, I mean, the, still, the, the, the like, difference will spread out. Still, but like, like in past seasons, you yeah. see that like it, it's, it's not more spread out. Right now, there's really only one team in the West that is out of playoff contention, and that's the, that's um, the Phoenix Suns. Suns they're, right? They're eight and twenty-four. The the fourteen-seeded <laughs> Minnesota Timberwolves are fourteen and seventeen. Most usually, you know, I guess the cutoff you would assume would be about you know teams that are like five hundred, so teams that are winning like half their games. Keep in mind, so, the Timberwolves are fourteen and seventeen. The the Orlando Magic are fourteen and sixteen and are the eighth seed in the East. Yeah, so that just shows like how tight the West is. Yeah, right? and also just I thought the East-West kind of disparity was going to be over, and I think it kind of is in terms of the top of the conference. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that later. But the East have has the, five. The top of the East is very strong this year. It I think is. We're seeing. It is. But then again, after five, you have like teams like the Piss Piss. No, the Pistons are good. After six, you have like teams like the Hornets, the Magic. The yeah. Nets, the Heat that are there. And, because- and while those teams are like top heavy and have a, have, you know, like maybe one or two players that are winning them games, they're not they're not really gonna be teams. Pl- they're not gonna be very strong playoff teams. Yeah. Because of that. And I heard a lecture from Steven Rosenberry, who was a former college player, one of the best mm-hmm. years in the country, and now he's the assistant GM for a couple years for the Portland Trailblazers. And he said mm-hmm. that the East that the Eastern Conference, Western Conference disadvantage is horrible and obviously like he's with the trailblazers so Mm -hmm. they like hate that yeah they're kind of stuck in the middle of the west when they would be more upper tier in the east and he said that everyone around the league knows that if they had a vote uh you need like a two-thirds vote to change it or whatever in like the league meetings Mm -hmm. but if you had a vote of east west like get rid of the conferences for the playoffs there would be 15 yeses and 15 no's (laughs) Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. That, that's what he said. Like fifteen no's from the from the east, east yeah, and fifteen yeses from the west. That makes sense. Yeah, because fourteen teams right now, I would say, are playing like playoff teams in the east. In in the west, in the west, in the west, there are fourteen teams that are playing like that. The, yeah, mm-hmm. that if they were in the east, they would yeah, be yeah. playing like a playoff team. Yes. Yeah, so I don't yeah. know if they would end up with the playoffs. Like we'll talk about the Kings. We'll talk but about the Grizzlies. What we're trying to say is that. Is that the West, it really basically everybody outside of the Suns is putting together a, a pretty solid number of wins. Like there's outside of the outside of the Suns in the West, there's really no teams that are, that are really trying to tank or anything. You know? Yeah. Like and and for a season that we thought would be pretty much dominated by the Warriors, and and that the Warriors would basically just stroll to the you know to the championship, which they still might do in the in the in the in the playoffs. It's actually been a competitive regular season thus far, which I think is very exciting. And it'll be interesting to see sort of how the conferences end up and shape up and sort of who makes the playoffs, who doesn't, how this playoff race ends up because maybe the the, the playoffs themselves, as we get down closer 
if, if no team can match the Warriors, at least the end of the regular season will be very competitive. Yeah. For reference, we're recording this on Thursday, December 20th. And the standings, just for reference, goes Nuggets, Thunder, Warriors, Lakers, Trailblazers, Clippers, Rockets, Spurs, Mavericks, Grizzlies, Kings, Jazz, Pelicans, Timberwolves, Suns. Mm -hmm. Out of those teams, which do you think will kind of, within the next like 20 or so games, just kind of fall out of this like very, very close bunch? 20 or 30 games. I don't know. It's hard for me to say because all of these teams are playing very, very well and have shown flashes and, and, and at least signs again, if a in team their is, wins. But they, yeah. Then again, if a team is overachieving, yeah. do you think then, they, then can they could fall back up. down to earth? Yeah. yeah. So, like, I would say that, like, the Trailblazers heading into the season, we would not have expected to be the fifth seed at this point. They are 18 and, and 13, and yeah. but they were they were like the one seed with the Clippers for a little bit. Yeah, but they're five and five in their last ten, which is meh. Exactly. So so because the because the Trailblazers are falling back down to earth a little bit, I don't I don't think that they will finish the season as a top five seed in the West. Okay. They're will five they right now. will they still stay in the playoffs? I think probably, but I would I would, if I was to guess. Um, it would probably be lower seed, maybe Again, like th- this episode. We're not like rank. We're not predicting yeah, yeah, the yeah. seeds in the playoffs. We're that's just, that's we're, so hard to do at this yeah, point. We're yeah. an- we're analyzing the Western Conference, just seeing who will drop, mm-hmm. who will stay, and with a conference that has thirteen yeah. playoff caliber teams, so like, just try to make sense of that. Yeah, but and because so so because I think the Trailblazers will we will continue to see the Trailblazers be a very solid but despite the Trailblazers not really having had any success in the playoffs with their backcourt of Damon CJ we will continue to see them be a team that makes the playoffs and it's pretty solid like you said in the west they're sort of they sort of been a mid-tier team for a long time now they could have been higher in the east but i think we'll continue to see that this year where they won't be like a top 5 seed but they will sort of continue to like hang on to playoff hopes unless they make like some big move Towards I, the I, trade don't, I don't think they have the roster and the salary cap to do yeah. that. The thing is, I think this team, I didn't even realize it, but I guess you're right, that they could somehow, if their role players just kind of decline over the course of the season, they yeah. could definitely fall, which I don't want because the Trailblazers are kind of like my second or third team because I just love Damian I love Damian Lillard. Yeah. Damian Lillard's so fun to watch. I love like, so Exactly, much. yeah. Um, but because... The reason why they were like so amazing at the beginning of the season is because Ev- they were actually getting very good production out of Evan Turner. Yeah. Out of, like out of all their like good solid role players, Zach Collins, Nurkic was being Nurkic. Um, Layman. Alfred, Alfred what, what's Layman's first name? Jake. J- J- Jake Layman. He's their starting small forward. He was playing very well, and then Alfred Aminu and Mo Harkless and Evan Turner. Evan yeah. Turner wasn't making his threes, but he doesn't have a three point shot. But Mo Harkless and Al Camino were making their threes, yeah. which is really key. And Evan Turner was like, when Dame wasn't on the court, I'm pretty sure like they they still had a good offense with Evan Turner. Yeah, Evan Turner was sort of f- going back to that role that we saw him play. I guess I wasn't really watching basketball at this point, but like he played on the Celtics back a few years ago as sort of like a six-man role where he would come off the bench and play big minutes and really keep the offense alive. And I think that's, that's something that's very important for the – Trailblazers team who historically like over the course of the last few years I mean has been very very top heavy so so the, the offense that Evan Fournier or sorry Evan Turner has been providing off the bench is vital to this team's success also I think Zach Collins can keep up his yeah. production he's yeah. been playing to the point where you ask yourself is Yusef mm-hmm. Nurkic expandable expendable yeah I and agree. 
what's his contract? Does he have a high contract? I, I feel know. like I'll I feel check. like it's I feel like they paid him twenty five million dollars or something. I maybe he's making, definitely getting paid maybe quite making, a bit. Maybe twenty. I don't know. I, I may have made that up. But you suddenly Yusuf Nurkic is expandable. Um, oh, oh shoot! Yeah, I did make that up. 40, yeah, yeah. Four year, forty eight. Four year, forty eight. That that's a good deal. I was about to say. Did, that's, if yeah, they that, gave that's him that's that Stephen Adams money, that would be bad. Yeah, but um, I mean, that's that's actually, but that's a but that's a long time, right? So it's a, that's a that's a four years to con, to, to commit to Yusuf Nurkic, who's a very like solid center, but like he's very average. But yeah, he, but he's not. He doesn't bring great a, defense. A, yeah, yeah. And I think for a Trailblazers team, like I think that we and he see, can't shoot the three. Exactly. But Zach Collins has shown yeah. he can be average, like Joel. And Zach, Zach Collins, I think, is moving towards sort of more the uh, more the futuristic NBA big, but. Really, on a Trailblazers team, I, I don't think the offense is the problem here. I think that more like they need they need more defenders. Like we've seen Al Farouk Aminu be one of their mo- their most important role players. Not only because he's developed like a semi consistent jump shot, but like because he can can he can switch to a lot of different positions on defense. I would argue that is there a cap on how good your defense can be if you start Damian Lillard, C.J. McCollum, and Yusuf and Nurkic. Nurkic. I totally agree. Right, so yeah, I, their wing, their wing players can defend. Now, I, I also don't, I don't think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think Zach or Zach Collins is gonna. It has, really looks like he's gonna be a great defender. Like I think he's been better than Nurkic. Really? Yeah. Okay, so he's all right, so I'm I'm wrong there. But I mean, like, if if Zach Collins is got as a guy who who's sort of more of a futuristic big offensively, and that he can shoot and spread the floor. Maybe not like bully players inside as much as Yusuf Nurkic, but or maybe like be as great of a rebounder, but like bring solid defense and spread the floor. That's kind of what you need as for, for the Trailblazers right now. But like we sort sort of going back to the the main topic of like the, the playoff race. If if maybe some of their role players can continue to contribute the way that they have been, then this team could definitely stay afloat towards the top of the Western Conference. But if not, I I would. I would not be surprised at all to see them sort of dip back down to be towards the bottom of the playoffs playoff race, but like still hanging on, right? The, and they could fall out, but I I would expect them to stay in. Okay, I'm looking right now at the seeds one to fourteen, mm-hmm. and I really see kind of three teams. I didn't really think of the Trailblazers when I was looking at Dang this, it. but I see three teams that kind of don't have the talent. Yeah, to yeah. where I see them being like, hey, roster-wise, you're one of the top eight teams in the West. For these three teams, I have the Clippers, which I think is the best of the of these three Agreed. teams. The Mavericks, who are sitting at the nine seed, mm-hmm. and the Kings, who are sitting at the 11 seed. However, the Kings are only two games back of the Lakers, who are the yeah. four seed. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like we're recording this on a Thursday. By Monday, this video could or this podcast could be totally could be, different. Yeah, yeah, it could be very different. But yeah, I think the Kings, the Mavericks, and the Clippers don't have the pure talent on their roster, especially the Mavericks and the Kings. With the Clippers, I think they, they just they, they were, don't they have were, one they, star, but they they were the one seed. It was yeah, they were taking the lead by storm. If by the All Star break, I want to ask this question: If by the All Star break the Clippers are like the four seed or something, is Tobias is Tobias Harris an All Star? Yeah, he's got to be in the conversation. He, right? de- he definitely has to be in the conversation. Like, but I don't know if his production is going to be yeah as good as these other guys because there are so many spots. Mm-hmm. Like, think of last year: 
you had you, there, or there's so many players that could fill the yeah, spots. Yeah, that, that could fill the spots. Yeah, because think last year, it was, the Western Conference had all, all these guys in the All Star game, and you still had guys left out: Devin Booker, Donovan Mitchell. You have LeBron now. Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons. No, that's the Eastern Conference. Oh, uh, but I mean, it's not Eastern and Western Conference. Wait, no. yeah, are there, yeah, are it there, is. But it's still the same out of Eastern yeah, and Western yeah. Conference. All right, yeah, 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 my bad. I'm saying, yeah, Western Conference. Well, you got rid of Kawhi. You still have Demar, who I think would get a look over Tobias mm, Harris. That's probably fair. Yeah. So yeah, those are just two guys who were left out last year who are arguably better players. I can't. It would it would look really weird to put Devin Booker over Tobias Harris in the All Star game. Maybe. But 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 Devin Booker's gonna fill up the stat sheet more. So I mean, I guess it depends on like what you're valuing from your All Stars. But uh, but yeah, so I, I agree with you though. Clippers are on, are three and seven, I think, in the last in the last ten games, if I'm looking at that correctly. Um, so they're on a little bit of a slide since being the first seed, and and because they don't really have one star, and I get, I don't I don't I'm not sure they really know like on any given night who's gonna be the guy that they look to to like put the ball in the basket uh, right Tobias Harris is averaging 21.5 I think yeah. Lou Will is also averaging something along those lines but I remember I was talking to someone after we recorded our second ever episode and I said that Tobias Harris was a better player than Lou Williams and he disagreed but I, I really don't think so he's I, I yeah. think he just he's a more valuable player Especially because I think that Lou Williams, Lou Williams is a very good scorer, but like outside of that, there's not so much he can do because he's small. So defensively, he's going to struggle. Yeah, and he's he's not that good of a facilitator in terms yeah, of he's playmaking. Really, and but yeah, he's, exactly. He's, he's, he's really, a walking bucket. Don't get me exactly. Wrong. Yeah, he's a walking bucket, and that's kind of it. Whereas I think Tobias Harris brings a little bit yeah. more diversity, and it's also younger and has more room to improve. Yeah, because we've seen Tobias Harris consistently get better every single season. Yeah. So when looking at the Clippers compared to the other teams, like. Spurs, Rockets, Jazz even, Pelicans, yeah. Timberwolves, these are all teams that are below them. I think that the Clippers are a good roster, but they don't really have the star power. However, mm. who am I to say? They were leading the league for or they were leading the Western Conference for a while there. Because if you look at this roster, they just have a bunch of veterans who just know what to do and are just pretty mm. good NBA players. You have just guys that just kind of fill their role very well like yeah. guys like patrick beverly uh gallinari uh even boban has been playing not horrible okay <laughs> boban marjanovic career leader in per okay, that, that doesn't mean that? anything that's still i i don't care like that is that doesn't mean like that much i agree right but if you look at the other mean anything yeah but like that's just very surprising me if you look at like the other 10 players or the other nine players in that list outside of him they were all like superstars. There yeah. was like you know like some of the greatest players of all time, and like Boban Marjanovic <laughs> okay. is ahead of all of them. I just thought that was funny. Yeah, it, it, it really it doesn't that doesn't mean that Boban Marjanovic okay. is the greatest player of all time. Yeah. But obviously, okay. but yeah, just going back to this roster, you just have a bunch of guys who are good at what mm-hmm. they do, and not they're not necessarily specialists, but they're NBA vets who just are like yeah. guys you want on your team. You have Tobias Harris, Lou Will. Danilo Gallinari, Montrezl, Montrezl Harrell. Montrezl we didn't even Harrell. mention him, but he he's been great. He's been putting him putting together a season. Gortat has been okay. P. Bev, like I said, Avery Bradley, who's actually been a bad NBA player ever yeah. since he's gotten traded from the Celtics. He can he can play defense. Luke Maba Mute. Yeah, yeah just, these I mean, are just okay. all guys who are like Let me good. Go. <laughs> I think I think that while the Clippers started off the season very strong, and we've seen them on a bit of a slide. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see them sort of like 
kind of side of the playoff race, maybe entirely. I don't, I don't, I don't see them like really bouncing back. I just think they might just get worn down. Run. Yeah, I just think they might get worn down when teams like the Rockets, Start maybe maybe the Spurs though. and the Jazz, Pelicans, and Timberwolves just kind of stop underachieving. Yeah, I just think they might just catch up to them just yeah. based off pure talent. Yeah, I I agree, and and if that happens because because of everything because of the way that the season started. Tobias Harris and the other veterans in this team have shown that they can they can create wins. Tobias Harris, like you said, is filling the stat sheet, averaging something like twenty one. Mm-hmm. Does that make some of these guys like like Tobias Harris maybe trade targets? He's either uh, I I wouldn't say so unless you have a team that just is offering the Clippers like like a the, lot I, of picks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like uh, like with like if you're a team that's that's maybe trying to make a push to make the playoffs or something. Like I wouldn't really would expect you... that. Yeah, but the thing I, and I'm not even sure. Tobi- like... The Clippers are going to have two spots for a max contract this summer. Mm-hmm. Tobias Harris wants one of those spots. Is he is he a free agent this summer? Yeah, yeah. So he's gonna get he's gonna get his he's, get his back. He, he's been traded something like four times in his really? first like six years. Yeah, in the NBA, which I find hilarious. Mm-hmm. All right, good for him. Yeah. All right, also, I want to talk about the the Mavericks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. They're the nine seed right now. I just don't think they have it. They're arguably their best player is a rookie. You also yeah. have some solid guys like Wesley Matthews, who's also like horribly inefficient. DeAndre Jordan's a good a good role player, but he hasn't he hasn't looked like one of yeah. the best centers in the league or anything. Well, so. Yeah, but he hasn't looked like that for like two years. But mm. I just don't think they really have it. I think as the sample size gets bigger, they'll stray from like the general median or whatever i don't know so yeah we learned yeah, it in math i agree i mean yeah, yeah I, I think they had they came out of the gates blazing sort of sort of shocking the world because luca was just playing so great and i think that he'll he, he will continue to do that but as a rookie who's gonna have off games and then some games where he just sets the world on fire like it's there's gonna be inconsistencies you're gonna take some bad losses and you're gonna have some very surprising wins and a team like that is gonna have a tougher time making the playoffs than just a team that's very consistent in their and you know yeah. their, and how good they are. However, uh, Rick Carlisle is a good coach, mm-hmm. but I think that Agreed. will yeah. keep them afloat for another what like exactly. fifteen games. The, the King or the the Mavericks aren't going to fall off the face of the earth, but I think that it's going to be harder for them to make all of a sudden a push where they win ten straight games than it would be for some other for another team like I, that. I think they might fall off like the, face the Jazz. Of the earth. In relation to the West, because if you lose like five out of seven games in the West, that's considered falling off the face of the earth. Because everyone else won just won five out of seven games. You're not wrong. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of true. Um, and then, all right. So, so would you say right now the Spurs are sort of right on the fringe of the playoffs or the eighth seed? Would you? I know you said before the season they, that that you thought they were going to miss the playoffs. Is you this, stick. Will you stick by that? Murray out, out for the year. I think so. I'll, I'll look. I think he is. Yeah, that, I'm point, guard sure. si- that point guard situation has been a bit iffy. Uh, I think Bryn, Forms ha- Bryn Forbes has stepped up a little bit. Demar's improved on his playmaking. I, they've they've looked okay. I think the fact that they're 17 and 15 can greatly be attributed to, to Greg Popovich. And I think Rudy Gay has been more efficient this year, which I think was good. Otherwise, I would say the Spurs, I think they're kind of going to keep on keeping on, be one of those like slightly above 500 teams, but in the West, that might get you a nine mm-hmm. seed. 
So I don't really know. Yeah. DeJounte, Mor- DeJounte Murray tore his ACL, so after the season. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, all right, sure. so, so so the Spurs, I think we can agree, like, might be a team that, that could fall off. But, but like, it, it's it's hard to predict. It's, it's hard to, it's hard to, it's hard to count Pop out, left. too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the Kings. then the Kings. I actually had the Kings that, as a team that could, like, sort of maybe – they're 16 be and 15, in competition, which is awesome. I'm I so know, happy for them. Because the thing is, the, the Kings are 16 and 15, and they're the 11th seed. So, so I had the the thing. I had the Kings as not a team that could sort of fall out of the competition, but the team that could sort of get back into it just by like being a team that's a little bit above 500. That should make you in playoff competition normally. Like, I d- just, I don't think they have the talent. I think they're just too young. I think De'Aaron Fox mm-hmm. has been playing great and stuff. But I think Buddy Heald might just stop making all of his shots. I That's think, true. He's had a very good I start. I think I said this name wrong. You're relying. B- Bajink, B- uh, Bialica? Bialica, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bialica, I think he, he might shooting, just he might just stop like 55% making. fifty five percent too. He, he yeah. might just stop making all of his yeah, shots. Agreed. Yeah. I and 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 also the, you have to think about Marvin Bagley. While he's not starting, they're still playing him something like 20, 25 minutes a game. Like, yeah. I, like I said for Luca, like relying heavily on a on a rookie is just not that consistent of a thing. And, and also like De, uh, De'Aaron Fox, who's been probably their best offensive player, is also like a second year guy. Buddy Heald is like yeah, third just, or fourth year guy. Like I don't think so they've arrived a lot of, yet. But yeah, good, exactly. good for them. Good exactly. for them. I'm very happy that this they're... is so promising. Like just more than anything, like Honestly, this, this is where, shows this you. This is where the sun should be, in my opinion. Maybe I mean like it just shows you that like in a couple years like how how good this Kings team could be when when all of these guys are really like hitting their stride and have become have become like experienced NBA players. Also, I'm pretty sure they don't have their draft pick this year. I'm pretty sure. So, so yeah, so, they don't, so they're not gonna tank. Yeah. They're gonna go all out. Yeah. yeah. So you're playing for something. Mm-hmm. You're not so, playing yeah. for your draft pick. I think I think I would I would predict that the that the Kings won't make the playoffs just because the West is so competitive. I just think they'll run out of gas. Mm-hmm. And, and also, yeah, I think that it's it's hard for a, a young team that started off the season so 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 well to really keep it up. But we'll see. We're hoping. That they, I, I I know. I think I speak for both of us that I hope the Kings continue to play very well and um, be a pleasant surprise. Um, other teams that could make their way sort of higher up the rankings, out Rockets. Yeah, they're sixteen would, fourteen right now, and they are like. Being 16 and 14, that's like barely above 500, which is underachieving for the Rockets. But that 16 14 record includes 7 and 3 in the last 10 games. Yeah. And they're on a, what, four, four game win streak? I don't I know. I think it's five. Five. So, yeah, they've been. James Harden has been playing like the, like the reigning MVP that he is. Yeah. Great for him. I'm very happy. Five game win streak, yeah. Five game win streak. And I think. Oh, I want the Rockets to be back. Just I like the way their team is built. Yeah, and and last year I also I also think at least for me like last year the Rockets were one game and like one CP3 injury away from beating beating the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals. So like over the course of the last couple of seasons, the the Rockets have looked like the closest to, thing to the Warriors stopper that we've seen. So I want to see them back partially for that reason. I don't think that they would beat the Warriors in a seven game series this year just because they've been much more shaky in general, but. Um, I don't, it's still it's still just like another team to sit in the Warriors' yeah. way if they're back. We, we and all want the Rockets to, to be good enough to challenge the Warriors. Not <laughs> even not even that like 
if the Warriors won, that I'd be like the one the finals, and I'd be upset or something. I just want to see good competition. I don't want to see the Warriors sweep the playoffs. Like, like give me, like give me some like seven game series where the Warriors have to work for it. Yeah, more than anything. Like last year. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think they could be doing this if James Harden continues this streak, and also if they just start making their shots. I still think they need to make a trade like what the Wizards just did. They need yeah. That, they need to get they need to get a competent wing. They need besides, their they need their three and D besides wings. PJ this, Tucker. The Rockets the Rockets as we've seen over the course of the last couple of years have been so reliant on their three and D wings. Yeah, and they're but, relying so heavily on PJ yeah, Tucker right but, now. But right now, yeah, they, they don't, need another PJ Tucker, and <laughs> they, they need, don't have that. They don't have any yeah. other talent on the wing position. They're they're relying PJ uh, PJ Tucker as like 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 he's a star or something, or, yeah. which like he's 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 a very he's a very important and useful role player, but like. Not saying it's irreplaceable, so they yeah. need something. I think they could, they could trade for someone in a few weeks or or a month or something. Yeah, for someone like Kent Bazemore, or I know he's overpaid. Someone like Kent Bazemore, Kelly Oubre would have been someone nice, except yeah. he's young, so his value would be too high for what they would want. Maybe like some someone along the lines of last year's Damari Carroll, because Damari Carroll like is suddenly yeah, yeah, bad yeah. again, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, what something a, along right, that think line. Think about this. We just sort of talked about Joe Harris before the before the episode. I'm just thinking about like Joe Harris is like has been one of the best like shooters this in the league this year. Like for some reason, would he? Are you would, saying as would, like a as like a as something like I that think would he's fit a on the shooting Rockets? guard though. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know how tall he but is. there's but there's no reason that you couldn't like play him off the bench as just another shooter. I mean, yeah, yeah, right. Like uh, I, I don't know, like just a, just another player like that who's just like a okay. plug and play. Joe, like, Joe Harris is six six. I think maybe yeah. you could get away with that playing small forward. And, and and I don't think that Joe Harris is like actually a great defender. But I'm just thinking that like another like lethal shooter would be very useful for this team. Also, but I'm in sure. their defense, twenty six three pointers last night. Yeah, so that was insane. Maybe maybe Hon- we're honestly, wrong and they don't need it. I commented this on like Bleacher Report or something under our space. Space the Floor account. Follow at Space the Floor Podcast on Instagram, by the way. <laughs> I basically said, we all know the Warriors are going to break it next week. I'm pretty sure that's that happened last time. Either when the Rockets broke it last year, then the did Warriors the Cavs, broke it. Did the Cavs oh, break yeah. it one time? That was, that was the playoff record, though, I think. When, when the Cavs, the Warriors, or the Rockets, one of them broke yeah. the three-point record. One of the other two teams broke it, I think, within like four games or something <laughs> last year. I feel like that's just going to happen. The Warriors are just going to say, like, screw it and just go out and, and get like 28 threes or something like that just one night. Just why not? Yeah. Um, we'll oh, also, I wanted to incorporate this new segment that, we'll, that we could do every week. Basically, mm-hmm. just this, like, Insta post of the week where we All right. just describe this Instagram post that we saw on, on Instagram about some asset some facet of the nba yeah and to say if it's like bs or not and just give our thoughts today's one comes from at b-ball realm on instagram and it says it's just a picture of james harden and says proving the hater is wrong featuring james harden and there are two kind of things that people usually say yeah and he gives two responses to it the first one is that people say quote he only scores a lot of points because of free throws and his response to this is that he is a top three. He's a top three player this season in terms of points per game without free throws incorporated, only behind Curry and LeBron. Yes, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's factual behind Curry or LeBron. I know it was. Um, I thought I saw him at second on another post recently, but I know that's true. He's in the top three. I would argue though, like even even like whether that whether you know it doesn't even really matter. Like okay, where he places without free throws, but like. 
I'm kind of I'm a little bit tired of people saying like, oh, I don't like James Harden because he all of his points are in free throws. Like, you have to have respect for the guy because of the because he draws so many I think he, he could be the goat at drawing fouls. Exactly. Like, like that is something that's not like a negative towards this game. That's like a positive. The way in which he is able to always get a call, just manipulate his body midair, you know, sort of just like twist, stick an arm here, there. Like, I don't even know what it is about it. But like, he seems to just draw fouls at will. And yeah. What even even if you don't like to watch that, which I'm I don't really like to watch it. Like, it's kind of a little bit like it slows down the game, and like you'd rather see just like clean basketball, I guess. It's still like he's win. That that's that's part of how he wins games. Part of how he scores points, and it's just like that's part of his game. That's part of what he does so well, yeah. and what makes him one like a, a consistent MVP candidate. Yeah, okay. and e- even if people want to say that, I think that's a good response by Bealram. Because yeah, that's a, that's a that's a fair defense. By the I way, agree. Giannis, who I, he might be leading the league in points. I'm not sure. He's he's top three. Mm-hmm. He on this list I saw in a different post. He's like number ten or something. So you could Maybe say that less. about Giannis more than yeah. his Harden, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Which is very interesting. Like, to, but to be fair, like Giannis is so dominant inside that at times, like it, you just kind of have to hack him. Otherwise, it's yeah. two easy points. And sometimes it's two easy points plus a free throw instead. Okay, Bebo Ring. B-Ball Realms hater line number two, quote, he can't play defense. The factual response that he says to this is averaging two point, that James Harden is averaging 2.2 steals per game and 0.5 blocks per game, plus holding opponents to under 40% from 20 feet or over. This is definitely the more flawed response. I showed this to you before the episode. This is, I think this is very stupid because three, three, every part about this is stupid he has three parts the steals per game the blocks per game and the percentage from 20 feet or over the first part about this is stupid talking about steals per game steals per game does not equal good defense clay Mm -hmm. thompson everyone you ask would say is a better better defender than stephen curry clay thompson for the past like five years has averaged one steal per game and stephen curry for the past five years has averaged two steals per game that Mm -hmm. doesn't make that doesn't really equate like a good defender with steals that that's not really a thing james mm-hmm. harden this is unrelated to this post kind of but i think what he's trying to say with the blocks for game is that oh he's like strong he's a presence on the inside one that doesn't matter for for guards the only relevant shot blocking guard in the nba is probably john wall or like someone yeah. like Dwayne wade back in the back in his day but 0.5 blocks per game that's just kind of stupid james harden He's a good post defender, but that's not what this is trying to say. Last thing, talking about holding opponents to under 40% from 20 feet or over, that's league average, right? Yeah, because uh, when you talked about this, I think the... The, the, the NBA three-point line is 21.75. I thought it was 23. Like oh, yeah, 23.75. Yeah. So that's like either long twos, which is the inefficient shot to begin with, or threes, which mm. league average is like thirty five percent or a little bit yeah. less. That, like just inside the three point arc, twos are like the most inefficient shot in basketball. Yeah, like, and, and a lot of the times they're taken out of desperation because no yeah. one wants to take them. Mm-hmm. And if you're talking about threes, a phenomenal three point shooter in the NBA shoots like thirty nine percent. Yeah, I mean, and it, that's also under league 40%. average is like not much over thirty. Yeah, you could. So like, the fact that James Harden is only is is holding. Uh, his, his opponents to forty percent from over twenty feet. That's like that's saying, not saying that much. Yeah, that's just saying he's not 
like the worst defender in the NBA. Like if, it, anything that's like kind of average, like it maybe even a little bit below average. Yeah, yeah it, it like forty yeah. percent. That like that might be a little bit high. Yeah, that I just think that's kind of dumb. So I'm kind of going a uh, with a denial on this second point. Yeah, so I think I think we can agree that like the first the first hater line his defense for James Harden pretty valid. The second one stupid, kind of tripping. <laughs> um, all right. Do you think? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all right. So, so um, this is going to be a little bit of, I think, of a longer episode. We're going to go really, really quickly over the Eastern Conference playoff. Nah, I, I only want to really ask one question. I, yeah. I don't want to spend the whole time on the Eastern Conference. I would say, are the Pacers real? Because they are currently tied for the three seed, or half a game behind the three seed, and ahead of the Celtics, and they have been playing well. I think they beat Toronto. By like twenty or something without Victor Oladipo. Yeah, I think they are kind of the real deal, and I think they'll get past the first round, especially with the Cavs gone. I agree. Um, I I think that they're I think that they are the real deal. I don't think they'll finish as a top four seed because I think that the Boston Celtics will pick it up in the the remainder of the season. They've sort of started to figure things out. Um, they're eight and two in their last ten. This is the Celtics, so I would assume that they would. That because they've been so hot recently, the Celtics would. That means they they were ten and ten before before these last ten games. So I would assume the pa- the Celtics would pass out the Pacers. I think that the they might even get higher than that. So the top four seeds will probably be Toronto, Milwaukee, um, Philadelphia, and Boston. Not in that order. Something like that. I think that Indiana will still finish at number five because I don't think. I think they'll be a close five with the Bucks. I think the you Buck. Think the, no, the, sorry, sorry, the with Sixers. The, with the Sixers, yeah, okay. Uh, the Sixers at probably the fourth. So you think you think there's a chance that, that the Pacers pass out the Sixers? Yeah, All right. I think so. I, th- I think I would disagree with that just because I think that as they as they start the Sixers start to mess with Jimmy Butler better, that I think they'll, oh, they'll, yeah, they'll continue yeah. to get better. That's valid. That's um, valid. I just think the. I don't know. The Pacers are just such like a well-built team. Everyone knows what they have to do. They have a superstar. Or, sorry, they they have a they have an all-star. Yeah. I don't know if I would call Oladipo a superstar. They have a bunch of guys who are just very good at what they do, kind of like yeah. the Clippers. But Demonte Sabonis has really stepped up the season. Yeah. Miles Turner has been stepping it up offensively. You have wings like McDermott, Bogdanovich. Yeah. Guys like Kyle Quinn, who were phenomenal on our Knicks mm-hmm. team, aren't getting minutes. Yeah, which I think yeah. is interesting. Tyreek Evans isn't even getting that much minutes with Darren Collison, and, and I think also part of it is like the teams below them, like the Magic, um, Hornets, and Pistons. Like while the Pistons have looked very good, like Blake Griffin is playing out of his mind right now, the best season he's had in years. I don't think any of those three teams are really going to be no. serious contenders to those top five that we just mentioned. Yeah, no one's catching them. So, and. and Washington looks like maybe they will start to to play be playing better. I think they're making a push to start winning games again with this Trevor Ariza trade, but it's really a wild card. Yeah. I don't think anyone can, can really and, guess. And even so, like the the Wizards are twelve and twenty right now, so it would be very hard for them to pass out the Pacers going for, going forward. Yeah, I, I I do not see that happening. So maybe I think the Pacers might be playing a little bit better than they will play the rest of the season. But their sa- their spot as a top five seed in the East is probably very safe. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. Thank you for listening to this episode of Space the Floor NBA Podcast. We hope you enjoyed. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leave a review and thanks for listening. And if you're listening on YouTube, like this video and subscribe. We'd really appreciate it. That'd be dope. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Space the Floor Podcast and on Twitter. 
at Space the Floor. And we hope you enjoyed. My name is Connor Yelan. And I'm Connor Flannery. And see you next time. Peace.